0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You know, your giving is one of the most important things you can do. It really is. And when you get the understanding of this, I want to talk to you just a little bit about this and the arena of giving just Real quick, because I know a lot of you are excited. Thank you guys for sharing, too. And thanks for all the partners and friends watching. Appreciate you guys. I know they're tuning in and going. I want to talk to you about this. In Deuteronomy, Deut- go to Deuteronomy 26.1. We're going to read this in the King James. You're going to see this again on Sunday. I want to talk to you about your first fruit, because I want to explain some of this stuff. I'm going to be brief about it. Your first fruit is you taking the best and getting ready for an expected harvest. This is why this first fruit becomes personal and this first fruit is about you and God, okay? Does that make sense? Because a lot of people don't, let me explain some of this stuff. You're gonna hear a lot about this. Uh, Because everything you have, it's a free will offering. Okay, why is it different than tithing and giving offerings? Because what it is is my first fruit offering is this. It's basically me giving God a, a gift, of an expected harvest. Does that make sense? So I'm sowing beforehand of the expected harvest I'm expecting to receive. Now, the only reason why we talk in that terminology is because God wants you to prosper way beyond you can see. Is that all right? Does that make sense? So God, this is why it's personal. God goes, this is between you. And what happens is God will lay it on your heart what to sow and then you just do what you got to do to be obedient, and that's between you and the Lord. But it's about my, see, first fruit's about an expected harvest. Does that make sense? Tithing, tithing is, hey, this is what come in, and here's the 10% that goes out. Offerings are direct assignments from God. First fruit is me sowing before this stuff comes up. You see what I'm saying? So let me just give you just this, this thing, and I'll let you look at the scripture, because if you don't know what it is, it's basically, it's you sowing a free will offering separate in addition to my tithe. It was an offering. Re- it was required in the Old Testament, but it's given in the New Testament. It was given before the entire harvest came in, okay? It's different in this. The first fruit offering is a freewill offering where you determine the amount. What does it mean? A first fruit offering is this. It is acknowledging God's ownership of everything I own, and it is giving a deposit or a down payment guaranteeing God's blessing upon the rest of my financial harvest for 2022. Does that make sense? You gotta be led to the Lord. How do you do it? Well, bottom line is this. The first is, is it reflects my expected financial harvest and it's your responsibility to pray and ask God what he desires for you to give. That's why nobody really, you know, oh, do this. No, you pray, you hear, you be, obey God. That's it. Because this is about your harvest, not nobody else's. Does that make sense? And if you want to get, if some people say, I don't want to do it, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But the people that do it, they know why they're doing it. Because nothing you got is yours, man. Remember I told you stewardship? People don't understand this, man. They think, like, oh, this is mine. It's not yours. Everything you have is God's. God lets you store it, and then you either become a really good steward to what God gave you, and he gives you more. Or you basically do what you want to do and whatever. You know what I mean? But God doesn't care about this stuff. We need it in the earth. God doesn't need it. Yeah. But how many of you want to change your financial position? Right. But you know why you want to change your financial position? Because you want to be a blessing. Yeah, right. We were talking about it. <laughs> you know, we were just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool just to go change somebody's future because you could financially don't even have to think about it? Yeah, yeah you know, you got know, you to think about it. Hey, how much? Yeah, great. You become a magnet. And you become a gift. I told you I had my buddy Alec Clark. I was with Alec in Nicaragua. We go in Nicaragua. The guy looked like a little Elvis. He went on to be with the Lord. I'm serious. I'm in Nicaragua. I didn't know who he was. And me and Alec. It was Alec Clark. He's my friend. And I said, what do you, what do, you do? He's like, I'm from New Zealand. He goes, I'm a businessman. So okay. Here we are. We're preaching. And I didn't know who he was. And I hung out with my buddy. And we were there. And he said, I go, I, I'm a business guy. He goes, I, I do business. He did paint. Color wheel, you know, all those color companies, he invited paint line. And he painted stuff. And then he starts telling me, he goes, yeah, he goes, T.L. Osborne called me up the other day. I said, well, that's nice. <laughs> like, T.L. Osborne <laughs> called you up for what? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I, I, I gave him money. He wasn't bragging. I said, well, what do you mean you gave him money? He goes, yeah, I gave him 80 grand to finish that crusade he wanted to finish when he was preaching. Wow. I said, 80 grand? <laughs> wasn't being smart. We were drinking coffee. I said, what do you do? He goes, I meet financial needs in the body of Christ. He goes, I love getting up and going to work. And when people need stuff, Peter Youngren's a Canadian evangelist. He said, I gave Peter 100 grand for this. I gave that. And I'm name dropping so you know. These guys were balling. Let me explain to you. But he's like, I go to work and I make money and I make sure the kingdom of heaven does what it needs to do. And he, now watch this. He said, I can't give it away fast enough. Because I knew my job. Yes. I'm sitting here going, I want to go preach. He's like, I want to go to work. You see what I'm saying? It's a kingdom assignment. That's why some people go, wow, I like that. Then go run in that lane. Somebody else goes, I want to go do this. Go run in that lane. Somebody else goes, I want to be a missionary. Go run in your lane. But some of you really want to go there. This is what you do. Now, look, you start where you're at with obedience, but when you talk like this, it's corporate. You get what I'm saying? So you pray about it, you fast, you give. Now, look what it says here in Deuteronomy 26. And this is important because you've got to see it because we're going to do this at the end, and we ain't doing this now. As you pray and fast, God will tell you what to do. You do it then. But this minute. And it shall be what? When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess, to possess it and dwell therein. Look what he says that thou shalt take the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of the land that the Lord thy God giveth thee, and shalt put it in a basket, and shalt go into the place which God told him to go, and what? Choose the place where his name is there. Now watch this. You can keep going. And thou shalt go unto the priest, shall be in there those days, and say to him, I profess this day unto the Lord my God, that I have come into the country which the Lord swore unto our Fathers to give us. Say so what to do. They took the best mm-hmm. and the first and brought it to God. Mm-hmm. So this is like a down payment of your expected harvest. Yeah. It's a it's a seed that precedes what God's gonna do in your year. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's put on an expectation. It's put in your hands. He gave you the power. Now, this is what you gotta put together. He said, I put the power to get wealth in the palm of your hand. Your, your your spiritual future, is in. it's not in the Dow Jones, bro. It ain't in the economy of the earth, and I don't care who's in the White House. It's in your hand, because seed time and harvest shall forever remain in the earth. Ain't that good news? You know what I'm saying? So live on seed time and harvest, and don't worry about a thing. You guys know this stuff, right, man? How many are you excited about giving? There's four ways to give because I know some of you bring your, you'll, you'll come and you'll you'll break into the season and you know you'll transfer four ways to give. You know they're up on the screen. Hold your seat in your hand and, and just just I don't know. I felt like this is important for some of you. And just tell God, thank Him for His faithfulness. Hasn't He been faithful? Yeah. Hasn't God been so good this year financially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's been good, right? Yeah, yeah you overflow, right? Yeah. And it's cool. He's been, good, he's been good to us, right? Some of you just watch God do his thing, prosper you, took care of you, did what he did, gave you that idea. How many God gave you an idea this year help you, you know what I mean? Got you out of something, you know, right? How many times does God spare us, right, We're making mistakes? Got out of it just in time, right? I call him, I call him Jehovah Nicky time. Got you out in the nick time. You know what I mean? Jehovah Nicky time got me out in the nick of time. Woo, I was close, getting caught, got out. Whoa. How many feel good about getting out? How many happy you didn't sell? Come on, somebody. How many happy you did sell? No, I'm being serious, right? People didn't. I was, like, thinking about it. I was, like, man, I'm glad I didn't sell that. Glory to God. Why? It's double what it was worth. You know, some of you got better. You know what I'm saying? God's leading you all year. You know, God. People say, well, I didn't prosper. Well, you didn't lose no money when you would have lost money or you prospering. And you know what I'm saying? You got to see God move. Nothing broke in the house. Glory to God. That car's still running. Praise the Lord. And if it ain't, Paul could fix it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? It's important to understand God's doing this thing. Amen? Hold your seat in your hand and say this out loud. Thank you, Father, for prospering me each and every day of my life. And thank you, Lord, this year is going to be the best year of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so write these down. I'm going to give you a couple points. I really feel like, the Lord, what do I think this year is going to mean for us? I think, number one, first and foremost, I think this is going to be the year of release in our house. Amen. Write that down. God's going to release things that were held back. Amen. Just write it down. Now, you say, what do you mean? I don't know. Don't, you got to take it and run with it. Release what? Release those promises. Re- See, because this, like, this is like a jubilee year in the body of Christ. You know what I mean? Hebrew calendar is real cool, right? Because this is the year when every debt cancellations in this year. Yep. Se- See, if you got a Jewish calendar, September to September it runs. This is the year when debt cancellation hits. Yeah. Yeah. This is the why not? See right here. There, there goes the show the anticipation of your faith. Your response. Let me tell you something right here now. If you got debt, and I said God will get your debt cancellation. If you got any debt, get excited. Why? Because if he wants to cancel it, let him do it. Don't worry about how he's going to do it. No, this is what I'm saying. Your amen is a release of faith. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You're, yes, so be it. Yeah. God should have never put it in the Bible. Right. If you look at a Hebrew calendar from September to September, right? Yeah. Okay? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have no idea. Trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting a roof on your house. I'm talking to you about Bible. Come on. Right. I'm telling you what happened. September to September, this is the year, right? And, and basically, what we understand from the, from the um, from the Gentile perspective, let's just say, it's a jubilee season. Amen. Okay, understand that? Okay, and if you stand in it, what? It's a 50 year anniversary, right? And if you swing it the other way in the, in the Hebrew calendar, and you go to September to September, what is it? It's a year of debt cancellation, canceled debts. Well, God wants to cancel debts. Why wouldn't you take it? look, so can we get it? I can come up here and tell you whatever I want to tell you. I just told you, see, it's available. Don't get it. See, you all want to hear about the transfer of wealth and how God's going to do this and how God's going to do it. I'll tell you exactly how he's going to do it. By your faith in him doing it for you. Now that ain't no wacky, you know, off the wall kind of spiritual, you know, stuff. No, this is like, we got it in the Bible. We got access to it. So if I say it, say yes and amen, take it. So if you got debt, go praise the Lord. I'm getting out of debt this year. How's he going to do it? Who knows and who cares? Just let him do it, amen? Why? Because that's what happens in the what? In the the prophetic picture that God has given to the church, this is an opportunity for you to reach out. But if you don't have faith for it, you can't receive it. Man, I'll tell you what happened. I was sitting in Ramah and Kenneth Hagin prophesied one year, right? We were getting ready to go home. And this guy, he gets up, and he prophesied, went ripping through the building in, like, general assembly. I don't remember there was a bunch of people in there. And he, he prophesied. And this word went whipping through the building. And I said, man, that thing was strong, you know? And it was, it was rough. Like, some of you are going to go, and some of you ain't going to come back, and you're not going to want to come back. We were going on break. And some of you are not going to want to come back, but if you come back, you're going to fulfill your destiny. And it was like, And I was like, man. I checked my heart. I said, I, I'm coming back, but... Same for me. I said, but I don't get this. And all of a sudden, I felt it. I said, man, if you were teeter-tottering, or you were even thinking, or if you left and were home and said, I don't want to go back, that word would make you show up. That's what prophecy does. It gives you strength to do things so you don't have to decide. You just got to agree with it, and it'll carry you from where you are to where you're going. That's why when I go in there and say it, just go, okay, God wants to give it. I'm taking it. You know what I'm saying? And then you could come back with the testimonies. We just got one the other day. Somebody believed God all year long for something last beginning of the fast and got it yesterday, <laughs> which was today. And today's the last day. They could testify about themselves, but they wanted something. Some of you might know who it is. Some of you know who it is, but some of you don't. They're in the church. They're like, I wanted something. It was expensive. We believed God all year long, and we just found out that we were going to get it today. Today is the day. They picked it up today. I said praise be to God. I said God didn't forget. Sometimes you gotta just hang on. You know what I mean? God will show up at midnight. Come on, in the midnight hour. Come on, man. God's gonna turn it around. What's up with you people? Don't you remember that song? Come on. You don't know it's gonna work in my favor. Come on. You don't want me singing? Y'all fall asleep. This is why I don't show up at midnight. Half of you conking out. Come on. Why not? Because here's what I want you to understand. That if, if it's the year of release, so grab that. I really felt like God is like, tell them I'm going to release stuff to them this year. So what's that mean? I don't know. Whatever you need released that's been held up, held back, kind of felt stuck. Haven't broken through. See, this is what happens with this breakthrough mentality that when God releases promises, God releases plans, God releases dreams, God releases stuff. God releases you out of bondages. God releases you out of what's been holding you back. God will release you from wrong mindsets. God can release you out of this stuff. But you got to have faith for it. If it's the, why, I can come up here and say, it's the year of donuts. Come on, man. Listen. You got to grab it. If God's speaking this to so us, say, this is my year release. I'm getting out of stuff. I'm getting out of jacked up mindsets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. I ain't thinking like that no more. I'm getting out of bad relationships. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's release. You get out. Some of you have been dilly-dallying in a relationship way too long. You should have ran out of it a long time ago. Well, now they like me. They don't like me no more. They don't like me. They don't like me because like, oh, I want to stay in this. No. You're gonna get out of, you're gonna get released from toxic situations, some of you. Now, I don't understand what he means, release. Do you understand now? Stuff you couldn't get out of, mindset you can't break through, addiction you need to get out of, release. Hello? Out. It's your year out. I've been battling this 30 years. You ain't battling it no more. The anointing's gonna show up. Amen. This is going to be my year. I believe that. Grab that word. I'm released. I'm getting out of this mess. I'm getting out of prison in my mind. The Bible says sometimes your soul is in prison. You can get out of the soul bondages that are holding you back. Amen? It's your year. Why not? Say, man, you said it. It's my year. It's my year. I believe it. I've been releasing myself. Things that, you know when I thought about release? You ever just been have some stubborn stuff you got to get rid of? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stubborn mindsets. Stu- stubborn patterns of life you can't break out of. Stuff, stu- su- you know what I'm saying? Stubborn stuff. You know what I mean by stubborn? I don't mean like people stubborn. Some of you stubborn. But you know what I mean? Like, but you want to change that life. Guess what? This is the year to go get it. Because that's what he told you he'll do. So you say, well, where are you finding this stuff out? Because God gave me these scriptures. I kind of like them, right? Check this out. You want to see the first one? In Deuteronomy 15, 1 and 2, God said this. He said, and after seven years, he's going to give you release. Amen. You understand that? How many of you want to be released? Some of you are going to get released from some debt. Hey, you better hear that. Where'd that come from? Did you hear that, man? I'll tell you, it'll come to pass. How many of you like to get? You ever get a phone call like that, man? You ain't. You know, you ever get a phone call? Like, like, I don't. I don't need that. I went somewhere. See, that's the reason why I tell you stories, and I'm not trying to be weird. I'm just trying to tell you. You got to get your faith at another level. You know what I'm saying? I went on this trip one time. They wanted to go somewhere, India. I was like, man, I, mean, I was barely knew what I was doing. I was like, this stuff. No, 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 you go. You go. He goes, you go. You come with me. And then we're going we're gonna to take care of everything. And then you can give it back to me later. I said, okay. I went to go preach in Baton Rouge. I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You ever been in Baton Rouge? Yeah. You ever been there? It's weird, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's, you know what's weird? It's all them roads that are, like, over the swamp or whatever that thing is. I went to go see Jimmy Swagger. He wasn't there. No, I really did. I was with this dude. He's funny. Dwight Pate. I was with Bishop. He goes, you want to go see Jimmy Swagger? I said, yeah, man. Jimmy Swagger, the guy on TV. I said, yeah, I want to go. He wasn't there. So instead, we went to go see Les Brown, the coach at the LSU. Uh, yeah, I've seen Shaquille O'Neal's shoe. He had a picture of it. thing was ginormous. I was like, dude. Right? So I'm there, and I'm there. How would I get on the story? Oh I'm in the meeting. And I didn't know I got to go, I got to go, I figured, like, whatever. And I never forget as long as I live. I was in the meeting, and God said, put an offering. I said, it's my offering. He said, give an offering to the church. I said, okay. And I wanted to give less than what what I I gave, and I sealed it. You know when you lick it, and you're like, okay, I'm done, and you seal it? God said, nah, man. You need to give more. And I said, well I just licked the thing it looks stupid you're going to know I'm a moron it's, I'm preaching here and I'm giving an offering look like a dipstick I got to rip it and stick, give me a new envelope God's like stop being profitable and put the money in there I put the money in there and I just said okay God I'll obey you I put it in threw it in the bucket went my merry way and the next day my buddy called up that we had the, the I had the, it was like a debt almost and he said no he said I said hey dude I'm going to get you that money he goes no I don't want it he goes no he goes I never wanted it to be you and he goes don't worry about it he goes it's taken care of. You know what God reminded me of? He said, you remember that seed yesterday I told you so? It activated what you needed done in your life. See what I'm saying? But how about this? It's your faith. See, debt reduction and all that stuff that talk about, look at the scripture. It's all because you got faith for it. it. Oh, it didn't happen to me. Nothing good happens to you. And it won't. And it can't. Because you ain't got no faith for it. Right. Believe God. I don't know why I'm doing this. Well, praise be to God. Let them do it. Right. And some of you need to be quiet when they're doing it. You ever do that? Just sit there and God tell you, shut up. God told me, shut up. We, went to, we came here. We came here. It was me and Drew. We sat there, and God said, shut up. I said, man, this is going to be tough. I just sat there. Well, what do you want to do, preacher? I was like, I can't say nothing, bro. I'm like how like, that sound fair? I said, yeah. I was like, do I talk? It was too good. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to shut up and let God move on your behalf and let God do it. And then when God does it, go, praise the Lord. You know you ain't that bright you say praise the Lord. I don't know how you did that. Look. And at the end of the seven years, thou shalt make a release. Look at verse 2. Come on. And this is the manner of the release. Every creditor and what? That lendeth unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not take it from his neighbor or from his brother because it is what? Come on now. It is called the Lord's release. You better write that down. How you not writing this down? What are you people doing in here? (laughs) Write it down, man. Johnny got it. Right there. Write it down, baby. That's it. Look, man. Did God say it? You, I'm crazy, but I'm good crazy. You know, I'm not like nuts. You know what I'm saying? Did you read that? Let me read it again. Jesus, you guys are slow. Come on, go to one. Do you see what he said? I'm playing, but you catch this. Where did I find this? Did you even, I didn't know this stuff was in the Bible, man. I got to go digging in there. Did you see this? Did you ever read this one? Like, oh, that's my meditated scripture. I've been meditating on that one. No, bro, you ain't been meditating on this. If you were, you would have told me about it. No, I didn't know Cole's the only honest person. I don't know that was in there, bro. Scotty knew. Come on, baby. <laughs> and at the end of the seven years, thou shalt make a release. He said, what? He said, I'm releasing stuff. Now look what he said. And this is the manner of the release. What's that? This is our year. Every creditor that lendeth unto his neighbor shall release it. Praise be to God. I'm waiting for a phone call. You released. You've been released. Some of you did get released. Don't tell nobody. Nobody got to know where you've been. Don't tell. I went on vacation. I got released. I can't keep you here all night. Just leave it alone. I used to go. Did you put it together? Okay. You get that on a ride home. Right. That the lender unto his neighbor, and he shall not, what? Exact it from his neighbor. What? Go back. You're going too fast. Angela, slow down. Now you got me all excited. Look, he shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother because it is what? It's the year of the Lord's release. That's our year. He's releasing it. He's letting it go. Now you can see what I say. It. Say it again. Say it for the people who ain't paying their attention. Yeah, you got to let it go. Now that's what you got to get faith for. You got 365. Give it to me, man. Release it. Let it go. Let it go. God wants to let it go. Let it go. I say, all right, this is my year of release. Take it. I'm taking it. Here's another one. Number two, this is what God told me. He said the anointing is going to do the work. The anointing is going to do the work. You got to stop thinking it's going to be your labor that's going to get you through this thing. It's going to be the anointing. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen? Amen? Lean on that anointing. Woo! Come on. Yeah, come on. Lean on that anointing, right? Amen. How many of you to do too much stuff in your own strength? You don't got to raise your hand about that, but you know what I'm saying. You know, like, you you should have prayed about it three days ago. Come on, right? Don't we do that? Come on, tell the truth. Don't we do that? You know what I mean by that? You mind dealing, and you're going to do it, and you're getting all grumpy about it. You should have cast your care a week ago. Let the anointing do the work. You know what I mean by that? Give it to God. Now, how do you really give it to God? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? How do I really give it to God? Look right here. I'm going to show you. Ready? The anointing is going to do the work. Okay? Here's the key with that. Okay? The key with the anointing doing the work is this. When he said, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. He's meaning this. you got to lean into the tools that God gave you through the Holy Spirit. You understand that? You got to pray about this stuff. Look at Philippians 4 and 4. Y'all know this stuff, but it's good to hear it. Because as the year goes on, you got to know, look, I'm not doing this in my own strength. The Lord's going to help me. Amen? The Lord's going to help me do it. See so I'm saying? Now, I know we know this. We all know this. I know this too, but I don't let God intervene, and I throw it on my shoulders, and I try to carry it, and it's, it's a waste of time. And that's why I say, my yoke is easy, my burdens light. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. How many got rest? You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna you, you, you get peace in your mind. It says, you know what it says up there? It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. rejoice. See that? Keep your joy factor up. Look at this. Keep going, we're gonna go all the way through. Eight. Right? Okay. Let your moderation be made unto all men. Because the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. Stop right there. Now, if you look at that in the Amplified, it says, don't be anxious and don't worry about nothing. Okay? Now, I'm going to read it here, and then we'll go to Amplified right after this. Can you see this? Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now, supplication is just another form of prayer. They're both avenues of prayer. Does that make sense? What, What, Let everything, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God... Keep going. And watch this. And what do you got to do when it? He said what? Be anxious for nothing. Go to verse 7. And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Now you got to understand that. Now that's soul and spirit. Because your heart is your spirit and your mind. See, 1 Peter 3, 4, don't go there. 1 Peter 3, 4 says the hidden man in the heart. You understand that? So your spirit in your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions are at peace the moment you get these prayers over to God. You want to know why you're unsettled? You haven't cast your care on the Lord yet. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are good, just, pure, lovely, good report, think on these things. Amen. Come on, right? What you been thinking on? Come on, what you been thinking on? If you ain't thinking on the good, the just, the pure, the lovely, the good report, you're thinking on the wrong things. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And you might be out of peace because you put yourself there, not because God didn't want to bring you peace. Because your mental space is wrong. See what I'm saying? got to let the anointing do the work. We were talking about it. Me and, me and Jerry talked about it for a minute. I said, it might not look like God's working, but he's working. And <laughs> you got to lean back. You gotta, you gotta, now, you got to act, like, act cool when you, with God. This is how I do it. This is what I do with God. This is going to be good watching you get me out of this one. Because he's got to. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean by that? Give it to God and lean back. Lay back in it. Just lay back and say, I, I'm trusting you. You look down from the guardrail of heaven, you're going to see me trusting you. Man, you ever I you that? I told you that Brother Hagen story? The one where we told him he can't stay in heaven? <laughs> the guy fell out of the tanker thing, whatever they were doing, oil rig stuff. guy fell out. Remember that story? He told that story in there? He told the truth. You know, all those things. guy falls out of a thing, and he, and he, he almost dies, for crying out loud. And he's sitting in the hospital bed, and, and he dying, man. He ain't coming back. And he said he went next door in the room, and Brother Hagen said he prayed for him. And he said, Lord, he said, he said, I need him. He's a good man and I need him. And he can't I I need him here on the earth with me. He said, Praise these prayers. Guy goes to heaven, guy comes back, he comes, he died. He was on the thing, was you know out of consciousness or whatever it was. And then I don't know all the details, but I'm giving you the gist of it. And the guy went to heaven. And the guy seen Jesus. And he said, seen Jesus. He said, Jesus, he said, He said, He said, Yeah, he said, You can't stay. And Jesus told him, he said, you can't stay. He goes, what do you mean I can't stay? He said, Brother Hagin won't let you go. <laughs> and he said, with those words being said, he said, he pulled the, Jesus, looked like Jesus took his hand in a cloud and pulled the clouds back. And he looked over and he seen, he seen Brother Hagin praying these prayers in the room next door. And he said, he said, I heard your prayers. Guy comes back into his body, comes in the thing. And Brother Hagin showed up. He said, the next thing, guy was up, waking up, doing his things. He said, Brother Hagan, they said, when I went to heaven, I seen Jesus. And Jesus told me, you said, he said to me, you, he said, you can't stay here. You got to go back. And he said, with those words being said, he said, it looked like Jesus took his hand and went like this and moved the clouds. And I seen you praying. And Brother Hagan said, I, nobody knew I was in that room next door praying. Wow. Nobody knew I was praying for him. Wow. In that room, nobody seen me. I was by myself. And I said, he's a good man and I need him in the church. He's a helpful guy. He helps me out and it ain't his time to go. I need him, Lord. And he said, he said, he said, he said, see, you got to understand something now. Now you'll pray prayers like, just hear me. What am I saying? You'll pray prayers like that for people, and you gotta hear you, but you gotta trust the Lord. See, it don't look like nothing's happening, but God's working. See, you can't give up just because you don't see nothing changing. Stop looking at. This is one of. That's why I put that in that book. Stop looking at changed circumstances to tell me whether your fate's working or not. You want to know why? Johnny, Jesus never looked at a fig tree to know whether it was working or not. Peter had to see it to figure it out. That fig tree that you cursed withered when died, I said it was dead the very minute I said it. You just had to see it to believe it. I believed it when I said it. That's why it's not living no more. See it? Here's what I'm saying. Stop looking at chain circles to tell me whether your faith's working. Okay. Look at it in the amplified. You doing all right? I'll keep you for a little bit longer. Come on. I'm not keeping you all night. Some of you are going to go out after here. Don't tell. Tell the truth. <laughs> I know how some of you are. Rejoice in the Lord, right? Delight and gladden yourself in Him. Keep going. Let all men know, perceive, and recognize your unselfishness and your considerateness and your forbearing spirit. The Lord is in near. He's coming soon. That's great, but six is where it starts cranking. Don't fret. Or have any anxiety about anything. You better, right now, you better, yeah, I got it. You got it today. You better remember that all year long. Yeah. Don't fret. Don't get anxious. Don't get worried. Don't freak out. In layman's language, don't lose it. Just chill. It's working. Okay? But in every circumstance and in everything, pray. Now, there's where you miss it. Did you pray? No, you're gonna complain about it? Don't get mad at me, you little cute little Christian you. You're going to complain about it. You're going to curse it. You're going to rehearse it. You're going to freak out. You're going to cry, swall, bawl, squall, all that stuff. But did you pray? This is how you put it in the Lord's hands and go, I prayed about it. I gave it to God. He's got big enough shoulders to handle it. I'm out. And then what? In every prayer, the definite request. That's just specific. Remember I told you the other day? Nothing becomes dynamic until you become specific. You got to get specific with your prayers. You can't be like, oh, God bless me. He already blessed you. Read Ephesians 1 3. You know what I'm saying? God, this is what I want to see. This is how I want it to go. This is what we got to do. This is it. Dynamic prayer. Right? You like that? With Thanksgiving, what? Make your requests and your wants known to God. Continue knowing God. Right? Now watch this keep going. Seven's going to get even gooder. Come on. And the God of peace shall be yours. Woo! That tranquil state of the soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its what? Earthly lot. See what it said there, though? Go back. Just go back. I want them to see that. 1.6. What? What? Hey, what? God's peace shall be that tranquil state of your soul. See that? What did I tell you when I read it in six? He said he will keep your soul and your spirit, remember? He said he's going to keep your soul tranquil. Amen. That's where we get the word tranquilizer from. <laughs> Some of you need to be tranquilized. you all messed up, too vile. Shoot you with a dart in the neck. Boop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You radical screaming and yelling. Just calm down. You ever been in a crisis? Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to go places with me. Because when, when it goes nuts, I get, I'm snapping in charge, man. I was with somebody the other day. I was like, man, where was I? I was somewhere. Oh, my God. They were crying and getting nuts. I said, will you cut it? Just stop. There's one captain in the boat. It's me. Relax. People freaking out, man. I was like, stop. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't being smart. But you know what I'm saying? You ever go somewhere and people freaking out about everything? Like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, I'll tell you one thing we're going to do. Not take you on another trip with us because you're too big of a baby. Relax. Oh, I know what it was. They took the passports. Yeah, I went to India. They took the passports. Man, Sean was sweating so bad. Oh, my God. Sean sweat. Don't let Sean kid you, bro. His eyes, the white of his eyes popped out of his head. He was sweating so bad. The Brazilian was crying. I was eating lunch. They're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, bro, come on, man. Just chill out. The Brazilian's like, oh, I want to go home. I want to go home. I was like, relax, bro. Chill out, dude. Yeah, they took the passports. The, the intelligence came and took the passports. I said, Here we go. I said, You want me to go? They said, No. I said, All right. Who's going to go? So the preacher guy went with the passports. We, I went to lunch. They couldn't eat. They're crying over it. I was like, Relax, dude. I said, Here's the deal. Here's what's going to happen. We prayed before they took them. I said, We got to pray. Let's just pray. We prayed right there. I said, Before you go with this intelligence, dude, I'm praying. Okay. You want me to go? No. Nobody wants me around. All right? Pray. I say, God, I bind the devil. I pray one of those real good prayers. I bind the devil. These crazy people ain't taking my passport. They don't know what I'm saying. They do not understand. They needed a translator. I said, Don't translate none of this, right? Bind this crazy guy, bind everybody. They got devils. Slay all the devils in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's go eat lunch. They were all Paul, they were crying. <laughs> Sean had sweat. Sean sweat so bad, dude. He was sweating. No, I was eating. I was like, dude, we're gonna get the passports back home. Four hours later, the guy said he was gonna be gone. Yeah, they were getting nervous. I was like, worst thing's gonna happen is they're gonna put a hole in the passport. This is what they do: they put a hole in your picture. Yeah, you're no validated. Now you gotta go home. You're going home today. I said, either we're going home today or we're gonna get them back. And trust me, we're gonna get them back. And they brought them back. Cost me eight bucks. Yeah, they had to buy everybody coffee at the police station. I said, listen. I said, let me tell you something about this. And I'm not being, I'm telling you stories you notice of. You got to trust God, but I got news for you. The trust doesn't kick in until there's a problem. You people got to get this. I know you do, but I got to trust God. Guess what's going to show up to be the test of trust? A problem. And when the problem shows up, you got to be, hey, guess what? You've been practicing for this moment. Here's your dress rehearsal. Let's see if you get the part hello, come on, did you get me, see what I'm saying, like, oh, and then you're like, oh my God, go back, you ain't ready yet, (laughs) you better look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you, look at your neighbor, come on, look at your neighbor, y'all don't like me, I don't care, look at your neighbor, say he's talking, right, it hits, it hits, boom, oh God, oh you freaking out. And you know right then and there, man, I missed up. I'm so mad. I'm done. I got to go back all over this again. You do. So trust comes in the spot where what? When you understand, once it hits, he's watching. The anointing's going to make the difference. So what are we doing? We're getting ready for this. Next time I see it coming, have a lean back. God's got this. Did we pray? Pop that up there. Let them see. Did we, let all your requests be made known to God. God, I need you to intervene. I need you to bring, intervene in this doctor's report. I need you to intervene in this. I need you to intervene in that. And through faith. What? And so, fearing nothing from God and being content with the earth and the lot. He said, I ain't afraid of God. And I'm not afraid of the circumstances. I know God's got me. How many know God's got you? Amen. Look what it says. Keep going. Here we go. Look at eight. Look at eight. Look at eight. Watch this. Right? Tranquil. Remember that? I like that tranquil sort of soul. Whatsoever sort it is. Which transcends all understanding shall be the garrison and mount guard over the hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Go to eight. You got to see eight. They got it. What? For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy, whatever is honorable, whatever is just pure, lovely, whatsoever is lovely and lovable, whatsoever is kind, ha, what? Well, look at this. Winsome, gracious, is there any virtue, excellence? Is there anything worthy of praise? Think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your mind on them. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Pray and fix your mind on the what? Success. Yes. That's how you get the anointing to kick in. Everybody gives you all this terminology. Don't make no sense. Oh, trust the Lord, brother. How the heck do I trust the Lord? That's how you do it. Did you just get that? That was like a Bazillion dollar nugget. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah. What do you hear every day? You've been going, trust the Lord, trust the Lord. What, is, what does this mean? Right. Trust the Lord. What is this? What are you talking about? You guys talk like Christianese. I don't understand. <laughs> this, this is how you trust the Lord. Yeah, okay. What's the situation or the circumstance? You see it? I got to pray about it. Once I pray, I give it to God. Once I give it to God, I start thinking about good things and thinking about the good report and let my soul be tranquil in its position because I don't allow my mind, will, and emotions to get wacky. Because guess what? Once my what's the anchor of my soul? Hebrews 6? Hope. Amen. What you mean, hope? Confident expectation that what I prayed, God's working on. You see it? Do you see it? That's how you get there. Say, how do I get there? Write that down. Did you write that down? Here's the next one. Ready? I got to refocus my relationship with God. That's the big one, right? Did you get two? That was two. You got two? This is three. I got to refocus my relationship with God. You have to be on a daily, what? Checking up on your relationship with God. Because just like a human relationship, you got to close the distance. You must eliminate distance. Write that down. I have to be a d- distance eliminator with my relationship with God. Did you get that? Come on, give me like 15 more minutes. Did you write that down? Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You just get close to God. God's jealous of you. He wants to be near you. So you got to get in God's presence because God's waiting for you. And God ain't coming for you. Hello? Christian people got to get this. You guys, you guys are smart. You guys are like top, top, top because you can handle this. Most people can't handle this kind of talk. They're like, oh, just tell me how much God loves me. Because remember this. Always remember this. Everybody loves the person of Jesus. Most Christians can't handle the principles. They love the person of Jesus. Tell me about the person of Jesus. That's how you grow, like, massive amounts of people. Just tell them about the person of Jesus. Oh, he loves you. He's good. But once you start bringing in principles, now that's when you got to grow. The principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus anybody could follow. He loves me. He forgave me. It's great. Everybody's going to heaven. la, 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 la. The principles of Jesus are, hey, you want to get your prayers answered? Forgive. Whoa. Hey, you want to do this? Walk in love. Hey, you want to have that? You got to obey. Hey, go fast and pray and surrender your life. Oh, yeah, great. Where do you sign up for that? You know what I mean? Those are the principles. Next life. Christianity. You know what I mean? So it's like that's when the principles kick in. Your kids love you when you just have what? Joy time. Once you bring the discipline, and now it's like, oh God, you're you know you're a big meanie. Yeah. You know, I used to think my mother was a big meanie. Don't play in the street, man. You're so rough, mom. Why can't I play in the street? Come on, you see what I'm saying? So once Jesus starts giving the principles, you start going, whoa. The person of Jesus, anybody can follow. The principles that takes a little bit, right? So we'll get to the, so did you write that down. I got. How do I do this? Refocus in my relationship with God means this. It's going to be my best year yet. If I can get this thing focused, what does this mean? So here's what. look at what Isaiah says in Isaiah 43:18. Okay? I'm going to give you four quick thoughts, and we're done. Come on after this. Did you get that? So I got three things, right? It's my year of release. It's going to be my year I'm going to let the anointing do the work. Come on. And what am I going to do with number three? It's my year I'm fixing my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Did you understand that? That means I'm drawing near. I'm coming after him. That, I don't know what that means for you. That means it's something for everybody. Just a little bit of time. And let me tell you about God. He's jealous. Don't believe all those baloney people tell you about God. Oh, God, you know, he just, he just, hey, he's just the way you are. No, bump that. That's not true. God wants your presence in his presence. That he's jealous. He yearns jealously for you. He tells you that in James. He says, he's jealous of you. I want your attention. You know what I'm saying? So God wants you in his presence. So if you give God a little bit of extra time in there, guess what he does? He enjoys it. Cause you're the apple of his eye, Amen. so when you get like, oh, and let me let me let you know another thing. There's nobody in this room who wants to go read their Bible. <laughs> it's not fun. Come on, you understand what I said? You gotta make yourself do this stuff. This is why I don't get it because oh, I just am so in love with God. I love Jesus, Pastor Christy, You love Jesus? I love Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you kidding me? I ain't leaving myself alone. The Apostle Paul said, I don't trust my flesh. You shouldn't trust yours either. Make yourself do it. Yes, you see what I'm saying? So that's why I say, a couple minutes, you ain't got to break records. But hey, God, I'll read a proverb a day. Figure it out. I'll do the devotion. That's why I made that thing. I'll get the app. I'll do five scriptures. I'll listen to this thing. I'll confess the word, and I'll pray a little bit. Come on, man. This is how you get this thing going, and then you start diving in a little bit more. But God wants your attention. God wants, your, God wants you in his presence. Does that make sense? And, you, and just be real with God. And here's another thing. Stop with this mumbo-jumbo Christianity stuff. Just talk to God like a normal person he is. Amen. Ask a bunch of questions. He'll start talking to you through people. Right. You'll get answers from all over the place. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, you will. Ricky, I'm telling you, listen, go in here, go, God, I'm having a day. Tell him. Mm-hmm. This is the problem with people daily. they don't talk to God and all this christian stuff. Yes. God, don't, God don't even like that stuff. I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to him about it, but when you go there, when you go there, ask him. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to be all spirits. Like, I pray in the morning. I pray in the morning. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? You go in a room and you pray and then you come out and, like, that's it? Bump that. Just go, God, I'm up. You're up. Praise God. You never sleep in your slumber. Let's go. We'll ask questions. Get, God, I'm having a good day. God, I'm having a bad day. God, I need your presence. God, I need some help. God, I'm mad. God, I'm happy. God, I'm sad. God, I- God, I'm lonely. Tell them where you're at, man. And you ain't got to be all spiritual. Well, how do you pray? I go, hey, God. Today stinks. That's my prayer language. He usually comes back like loud Italian back to me. Well, you're a ding dong that's out of my presence. I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's your fault. And then usually when I'm in trouble with my wife, I'm like, what? What's wrong with her? You know, how you guys do, don't nod. Just look straight ahead and go, I don't even know what he's talking about, honey. Go <laughs> like this. He's absolutely, I, I, <laughs> you're an angel. I don't even, I don't have those problems. <laughs> but like, what's the wrong with her? Then what does he say? Sounds like usually right around like, sounds like my mother then. It's you, you silly mess. Oh, yeah. You got to walk in love. It comes back in a language you understand, man, connected to the Word of God. I gave you, I gave you a really good nugget last, last Sunday. See, people think the Holy Spirit could be, thought, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit doesn't convict anybody. That's not true. Do you understand? He doesn't convict anybody. Because when you had the Holy Spirit and didn't have wisdom, you, you didn't care about stuff. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. He reminds you of truth. He is the divine reminder of truth. That's who he is. Because if you think he if you think he's a convictor, you won't want to come into his presence. He's a reminder of truth. And he's cool about it. It's like, hey, you ever get mad at anybody? You, you people are nice. Miss Ann, you're a sweetheart. I'll come over in this section. I feel like there's some anger. <laughs> he said, oh boy. <laughs> No, you ever stay with my right? you get mad? Oh my god, right? And I'm like, "Oh my god, real winner god." You know, you ask him sometimes. like, well, "You made some real doozies." <laughs> think you had a, think it was a bad day when you had that one, but okay, right? And then you go, "Oh!" And then you hear like, "Hey, uh, if you got all against your brother, you know, you get the scripture cuz you have watch this, when you didn't have the scriptures you didn't have the conviction. But once you got the scriptures, now you got the conviction. That's why people don't really want to get in the word, because when you get in the word, they find the truth, and the truth makes you change. And I don't really want to change. I just want to complain. And I'd rather you lie to me than tell me the truth, because it's a whole lot more fun being outside doing what I want to do than what i got to conform to if I get the truth. Oh, look at this guy go. He pretty good, ain't he? Yeah, I'm like a psychologist for you. Because there's no more feelings and emotions when we get to the word of God. There's just truth. And most people don't want truth. They want to have emotions. So once we go to the word, their emotional state is over. And now the truth must be told. Looky here, looky here. And then truth makes you grow. And truth makes you submit. Because everybody loses in the right to an opinion, and that's called humility. Cause to really be Jesus resists I'll go so he resists the proud but gives grace into the humble. What does it really mean to be humble? It means withdraw from your own opinion and your own ways and your own wants and submit to another. And I don't really want to submit to another. I want what I want because I'm selfish. And I want you to change because when you change, my world becomes better. But I don't want to change. But to be humble means I withdraw. I submit. I retreat. I surrender. I surrender from my opinion, my ways, my wants, and what I want it to be. And I pick up God's. And that's when things start changing. See it? You get that? See what I'm saying? So that's what happens. Is, so when you get to the word, that's all right. Remember, now that's what he says. Now a lot of you gotta forget. Forget about the past. Now if we're gonna step into tomorrow and step into a brand new beginning, here's four quick keys and I'm done. We're gonna take communion. Ready? you are gonna come at you fast so write them down quick. Okay? Look what Isaiah said. He said this. You're going to have to get out of your past. I was thinking about that today. Today in the devotional, I said this if you, if you watched it. Here's the problem with this stuff, right? The past is, I said it one day, I put it in the text. It was really good. Your past mistakes and failures and flaws and ups and downs, all they really are are fugitives of the past trying to find access into your future and rob you of time. So you have to bury these things. I'll say it again. Did you get it? So this, uh, mistakes, problems, things. When you want to go backwards, I should have did this, I should have did that, I should have did this, I should, regret. See how God confirms it with his presence? Because I'm speaking what you need here. All right, slower. Ready? It's okay. Memory shows me where you've been. Imagination shows me where you can go. Most people never live in imagination because they're not that tipped that way. So they live in, Memory. Memory shows me regret. Regret is the greatest pain you'll ever feel in life. Okay? So don't go there. All right? All the past problems are that try to arise and come into your future are fugitives of the past trying to come into your present and rob you of time. If it robs you of a minute before, never let it rob you of time again. Don't give it the currency of time to take, so lock it out. Not press it down or suppress it, just cast it and get rid of it. Does that make sense? So most people can't move forward because once they start making forward progress, the past comes knocking on the door and makes them go right back to where they were. So you got to get a brand new beginning. Some of you got to start with a brand new day. Look what he says in Isaiah, and this is really good because here's the problem. The enemy is a complete pain. He's really good at trying to show you pictures and videos of the old you. Right. you got to work overtime forgetting the old you and stepping into the new you because you ain't who you used to be. Now, let me show you something, okay? This is really good. But you were a ding-dong when you were a Christian. We all were. This is really good stuff, yeah. okay? So you're like, yeah, but I got saved, and I really acted like a real wackadoo, man, for a couple of seasons there, and I was brand-new creature in Christ Jesus, never been one like me before. I was holy, but holy messed up. Come on, somebody, right? I, I, you should have seen what came out of my mouth being a Christian. Man, I'm, I'm on it right now. Here's the deal, ready? Fruit changes real quick. Oh, you better get this. Because this, this, this is why I don't like that growing business. I don't like that faith groweth business stuff. This is why I slam all that stuff. Yeah, because I don't agree with it. Because here's the thing. Okay, go slow. I like, I like the character. So this is why I don't, what I mean by fake growth. Okay, so you got really good fruit one day, and then the next day, your fruit looks like it's whacked out. How'd that happen if it's growing? Your fruit could be real fast in a real developed state once you side in the spirit or soul. This is why I don't like it. Because here's the thing. So my tree, if it's growing, should be at a perpetual growth spot that it never goes back to look like it's ungrown. But I have bad days where my tree looks really bad. How about you? And what does that do? It robs me of God confidence because I stop walking in the confidence because I think I'm underdeveloped because if I was more developed than I think I am in this position, I wouldn't be acting like this. Hello? So here's what I figured out, that you can be at the pinnacle of faith and move mountains. Peter did it. And one minute, hear from heaven and be... Thou is the Son of God who came from heaven. You are the Christ. Well done, Simon bar My Father in heaven has told you this. Great man of faith. Two minutes later, over my dead body, he's the Antichrist. Get behind me, Satan. Has he got real? Well, you think the Roman centurion had great faith. This guy's a one-time hearer. He didn't even know it was the will of God to heal his servant. He had asked Jesus. See it? So here's what happens: is you either agree with your soul or your spirit. Is this making sense? And if you tap in your soul, you could sound like God knows what—emotional yeah. basket case, flipping out, unbelief, nonsense, cussing, wackadoo. You—that's who I'm talking to. You. And ten minutes later, on the, some of you have done this tonight on the way to church, <laughs> screaming, yelling, cussing, yakking, whacking. Talking back, cussing him out, yelling, beep, 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 beep. beep. I got to go to church. Bye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch him, Lord. Hallelujah. How in the heaven do we do this? And you feel God, and it's great. And then you go back to wackadoo you. Look, man, that fruit tree would be whacked. Here's the deal. Where are you leaning into? Are you yielding to your spirit? Boy, when I'm yielding to my spirit, I'm rolling, I'm balling like Jesus. Right? I got it. But once I get in that soul, there's no telling what will come out of me. Out of the abundance of the heart, mouth to mouth speak. But guess what? Out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth say it. Speak, but here's the key: my heart is where my soul and my spirit connect. This is why that stuff's so good. When I was teaching you about soul and spirit, so where are you at? Because if I connect to the soul, there ain't no telling what comes out of me. Because I, listen, you're the only one that could curse. Listen, to me, Je- Jesus can't. Jesus can't curse. Now I'm talking about cuss words. He could only speak life, and the devil, he could only speak death. He couldn't tell the truth if he asked him to. He's a liar. But you are the only being on the face of the earth because of the fall and the rebirth of man can tip into either soul or spirit and you could with your mouth bless God and with your mouth curse men. Come on. See it? Because you got the power to go either place because you got an what? Renewed mind and you could go back to what you remember yourself to be. That's why I want you to outgrow your mind and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I can walk in a place of transformation. Come on, somebody, yeah. see what I'm saying? But if I'm not careful and I get a little carnal, I'll slip back into my soul and ain't know, tell him what'll come out of my mouth. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Don't you feel spiritual now? Don't you feel good a little bit? Like you know, I just I got the wrong fruit tree tonight, honey. <laughs> what kind of fruit you got right now? Really bad. Because I got to be careful what I speak out of. Yeah. That's why David said this. He said, put a guard over my mouth and put a guard over my heart. And let me never say anything wrong with my mouth. Proverbs says this, a wise man's heart teaches his mouth what to speak. Let your spirit tell your mouth what it can say. Once you start filtering, see what I'm saying? Do you like that? It's good stuff, ain't it? Because here's the problem. You're a new creature right now. You're brand new. See, we disqualify our Christianity because we look at our performance to determine whether we're spiritual or not. I got news for you. You're really spiritual. Just what are we speaking at? Why do you need to hear that? Because number three was what? Come on. I got to fix my relationship with God. Here's the news with this. I ain't coming after no relationship with God if I think God's a jerk. Going to go in his presence. He's going to tell me about all the things I'm not. Tell me all the things I can't. That ain't God. That's religion. Stay out of that. Go to God. Say, hey, God, I'm a work in progress. He's like, I know. I've been fixing you for a long time. Come on. Ready? Isaiah 43. Here you go, 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall bring spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm doing. For I'm about to do a brand new thing. See, I've already begun. You... You're going to see it. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness for my people to come home, and I will create rivers for them in the desert. That's NLT. Okay? Do you see that? He said, well, it's a brand new thing. How many you have a brand new year? Now, here's the thing. Four thoughts, and I'm done to help you move in. Number one, staying where you are in life is a guarantee that things are going to remain just the way they are. So that's it. you got to change this thing. We're going to have the best year of your life. This is all a bunch of people going to go lose weight. People going to go to the gym. Everybody's got, what is it, like 83% of people that got resolutions never do them. Because you want to know why? It's not discipline, guys. It's focus. If you can get the force of focus in your life, you could change anything. It's not discipline. Discipline wears off. You have to focus. Proverbs says this, without focus, there's no restraint. Without vision, the people perish. It says this in NIV, without clear vision, people cast off restraint. You know what that means? You, you, you're buck wild, unless you got vision. Yeah. If you got vision of a future and where you're going, life's a breeze, man. Because yes. some of you make too many decisions. Vision makes, vi, look, this is what happened. Vision makes my decisions, dude. Vision's been making my decisions since I was, I was 19. And I was lost. That's why you got up in the morning. Everybody want to go jerk around and play games? You're like, nah, bro, I got to make money. And vision said get up on Saturday morning when nobody wants to get up. But you had to get up. Come on, man. Yeah, that's how you did it. You did, oh, it was discipline. Nah, it was vision. I seen, myself, I seen myself going someplace that other people didn't see themselves. That's why you are where you are. That's why you got what you got. That's why you do what you do. Something different about you. And you better stop thinking you ain't nobody. You're a somebody, man. You know what I'm saying? You're a somebody. And some of you got common sense. You're real smart. I like it. But vision makes restraint. Vision tells you what time. Vision told you where to go tonight. All the people out there are acting a fool. Vision told you, be here and hear something from heaven about your life. Come on. Vision told you that. Why? People with no vision, they got no restraint. They, what, you ever see people, you're like, why are these people crazy? They ain't crazy because they want to be crazy. They ain't got no vision. Once you get vision for your life, it starts telling you where to go. Vision tells me who I can hang out with. Vision tells me